0: Forever Canon, the podcast where we try to record with a puppy next to us. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, we're going to talk about bad guys behind the scenes not really revealing their plans once again. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And we start with chapters 5 through 8 this week, where this book just kind of keeps staying good. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, okay, it's hard to top what happened at the end of the last one. But this is a good start. Yes. I mean, we'll get there. But first, previously on Forever Canon, Abaloth's three-day wait is an honor. Gavar beheads his daughter's tick. A masquerade tragedy of lost Sith the wise. Abaloth implodes Sith bodies and melts their glass city with her mind. Dude. Mm Mm-hmm. That was an intense start to the book last week. Yes, it was. And to just... <sighs> this this week, we're going to take a breath and take a step back, <laughs> and we're going to start laying out the rest of the book. With chapter five, where having watched his home city melted and destroyed by Abeloth, Gavar Kai has sided with the mysterious mistress, realizing he would never become a lord now. His life dream is over, Tim. Yeah. I mean, that's bad news. What will he do now? What sort of goals will he have? He says, the city of glass lay in molten ruins and the grand Lord is crippled. How, how much of the Sith is left? Half their fleet got destroyed. Their their capital city got melted and exploded. <laughs> What's left of them right now? And if you're Gavar Kai, what now? Having allied with the Skywalkers before, the Lost Tribe with so-called Grand Lord Vole, smarting from his defeat, might attempt to do so again. We must not allow ourselves to be traced. I need time to recover and decide the next course of action. Lead them on a merry chase, Gavarkai. Where... This is apparently the plan now. Is just... Wild Goose chase these Jedi along long enough so that Abaloth can recover. And then what? Yeah. I don't. And then what's she going to do? I don't know, but that's what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, you know, we ended the last book talking about, obviously, Abeloth approached the Sith, right? She was like, hey, let's team up. Well, then she just killed a lot of them. And now Gavar Kai's like, what if they turn back to the Skywalkers? What if the remaining Sith team up with the Skywalkers and the Jedi again? Yeah. That's a real U-turn from the end of the last book,
1: and I th- I think it's a real possibility based on what the Grand Lord of the Sith knows now about Abiloth, and what she can do, and how powerful she actually
0: is. I mean, what do you? How can you still have a plan to capture her? <laughs> that can't possibly be the plan. No. And and if Luke Skywalker wants to destroy her, as we know she he does, then Tim's getting all <laughs> doe-eyed at the puppy being snuggly. He's a super cuddly boy. Yeah. Um. But like. If that's, we know that's Luke Skywalker's goal is to destroy the super evil thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe they do. <laughs> maybe they do team up with Luke Skywalker again, which just to know, you know, put the last book even more out of place. What a U-turn. Yeah. From what we were being set up with at the end of that. So maybe the Sith Abeloth alliance was a bit of a red herring, sort of. You still got Gavar Kai and his crew. She still is allied with some sith right
1: yeah uh about say 20 yeah. percent of the overall total who and then knows? the other yeah the other 25 percent are Ooh, floating around who knows, knows
0: man. i don't know how likely do you think it is that this that grand lord goes and teams up with the skywalker again
1: i think it's really likely because <laughs> he was like get me to my ship man. at the well at yeah the well I,
0: I, he had to make a run for it for sure mm-hmm. and where are they and what's left and where do they go Also, Abeloth says the Jedi Queen and the White Throne are pursuits of the past. Quote, she will be a small, buzzing insect compared with Abeloth's power and greatness. Yep. Yike.
1: Yeah. Single yike. Because she was, or the Queen of the Jedi was such a big thing. It
0: it was the whole first arc. Yep. And the, (laughs) the first third of this triple trilogy. And... God, man, I just... Okay, that doesn't matter anymore. cause uh, Or at least not to her, right? Mm-hmm. And that could just be hubris, right? She's just uh, so, so intently proud of herself that she overlooks how actually significant that might still be. Yeah. But, pursuit of the past. She tells Gavar Kai, the Sith will rule, but you will rule alongside me. Double yike. Yeah. And we cut to... Aboard ship. Where Avaloth is hurt badly. So she relaxes by watching dozens of news channels at the same time. <laughs> Sorry to tell you? Not relaxing.
1: Yeah, her mental capacity is uh, <laughs> definitely in the upper she's one. trying
0: point. to learn as much about this galaxy as she can now that she's out in the universe. And uh, apparently all that previous time was no time to watch the hollow news with ship. Yeah. Even though you could do it at any time. She didn't decide to gather information until now. She's got to watch dozens of news channels And she watches a slave revolution on Mm Karas. Q-A-R-A-S. I don't know. Karas. And its leader, Rokari Kem, call me Roki, speaks on the Perry Needmo News Hour. Hey, it's back. I I saw (laughs) Needmo. I was like, yes. Hey, Hey. We were just asking about that guy not that long ago. Well, this former slave talking about how they've had to banish their masters from the planet. And we can only learn who we are once we step back and separate and learn to be, ourselves and grow under the uh, agency of our own autonomy. Yeah. That's the only way we'll know who we are. Makes sense. I mean, yeah. It's... Yeah.
1: <laughs> and they, they're one of the few um, in her interview that have done it rather peacefully. Very little loss of life.
0: Yeah. And I'm smelling the theme again, where from book one moment, One, we've been breaking tradition, Mm -hmm. breaking all the traditions. We exile Luke Skywalker for Jedi crimes. That's never Jedi. don't get tried in people court. (laughs) No. Well, you did. And you kicked Luke Skywalker out of the galaxy. And what did he do? He went right to what was the name of the planet that we had to say? Keldor so many times. Yes. He went right to the planet Keldor to meet the Keldor and destroyed the traditions and history of the Keldor. Force them to to release their grasp on this ancient ideology. Yeah, and it's been happening ever since, right? This is the theme being re- reiterated for us through Roki chem. Mm-hmm. We have to break tradition to grow and move forward. We see it with Galarkai. We've seen it already in the in the government with the exile of Luke Skywalker. Where else are we going to see and,
1: it? And even. The most recent is the Sith can never go home. That tradition, their home world, is essentially gone. Like, they are
0: they can't go back. Yeah. And, maybe even the tradition of having a single Prime Minister of the Galaxy. We have a triumvirate. Mm-hmm. It's new. Yeah. Breaking traditions. I don't know. It's just all over the place, right?
1: The, uh... Abeloth is very interested in Rakari...
0: Yeah, and do you happen to remember where Rokari Kem is headed?
1: Yes, she is heading to
0: Coruscant. And Abeloth is obsessed with her and her catchphrase, which is, Peace, welcome. Roki Kem is your mother. Come, children. Come, come home. Mm -hmm. That's fine. (laughs) Not sinister at all. Nothing dubious about that. And her obsessive interest instantly in that. That didn't speak to her in any way. No. No. Chapter six. <laughs> the offices of the Chief of State, Coruscant, where Wynn Dorvin, acting Joint Chief of State, replaced General Jackson, by the way. Mm-hmm. He, just a little change that happened in between books, apparently. <laughs> apparently, yeah. we needed to uh, reseed the government once again. He's busy. There's lots of slave revolts. There's new governments joining the Galactic Alliance. There's a lot of. Stacks of pads, they call them, yeah. to, to be sifted through and decided on whether or not they deserve. <laughs> Tim's dying every I time got the this cuteness over his here. face on. <laughs> Anyways, so many, so many decisions to be made of, of whether or not these people have gained their freedom in a in a positive way enough to join the Galactic Alliance. Right. P.S. Pocket is litter trained. Yes. <laughs> what does he have a separate pocket i, I <laughs> with pic- a litter box in
1: it <laughs> i picture him hey, you seen kim possible not really uh, um her friend ron has the little like mole rat it's yeah. a, like a hairless mole rat that just hangs out in his pocket that's what i
0: picture <laughs> this i'm just like, what size it. is this litter box and what size is this pocket not okay, the pocket and the animal. Yeah. <laughs> Named pocket.
1: It's like a litter box It's like a shoe is like a shoebox. I don't
0: think it's I don't think it's that big. It fits in his shirt pocket, the, the animal. Yeah. So oh. it's like maybe it's like a match box? He just keeps <laughs> like it was, like one of those <laughs> one of those rip open rice crispy squares boxes that I <laughs> yeah. used to pour the milk right in the bag type of thing? Yeah. Nineties. Weird time. Anyways, apparently that was important. It's time for a more much more important meeting. Lots of people. Leia, Treen, Darklighter, Jackson, Perova, etc. We're only missing a few of the shadow bad guys. Mm-hmm. Leckerson, really, is just the only guy missing. Everyone else is here. Mm-hmm. Pretty, no, not everyone else, as we see.
1: Later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mostly. Yeah, pretty much.
0: He's the only big name missing from the group, right? We knew Leckerson and—we uh, uh, knew Treen and Jackson were put on the Triumvirate on purpose. They were two-thirds controlling the government as secret bad, bad guy plan. Mm-hmm. And now Leia's here as <laughs> Saba's representative because she couldn't politics. She lizard. Yeah, yeah she's <laughs> terrible at it. She wasn't going good. And, and then when Dorvans has taken Jackson's spot for whatever reason. And you still, you got
1: Treen and Perova's there. Yeah. That's it's, and, a, no, it's good.
0: And it's just, it's, they, for the the small amount of attention that they're given on the pages, like explaining who they are and what they're up to, mm-hmm. very small amount. They're, they're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> which I guess is maybe the insidious nature of it, right? Where it's like, even, you don't know. You don't even know. You don't even know how much you can't trust the people you already think you can't trust. Mm-hmm. Which is the, which is politics and government, I guess. <laughs> the, Espe- especially here. The, space like, magic land.
1: With the people that are there, That it's like three quarters of them we know are bad guys. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Once again, Leia, good. Trin, bad. Darklighter, good. Jackson, bad. Perova, bad. Some guy named Thal. Well, turns out, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't it's know It's time yet. for application reviews, okay? hmm Let's cut right to Klaatuin. Yes. Because that was really the one that we talked about. We recapped the whole last book, and then we discussed the difficulty of transitioning from slavery to self-representation. Padnil Ovin, for example. His brother was a terrorist, blew up the habitat outside of Coruscant for attention for the freedom flight and then step by step by step we've come all the way here to where his brother is the elected representative of the planet of dog people and he's also very violent so can he change his ways and join the new civilized government mm-hmm. right which is kind of very derogatory <laughs> yes yeah you you uncultured uncivilized slaves how prove to prove to us that you can fit into our society before we will accept you, you know? Yeah. Not just like we got you. Yeah, we'll take care of you like we promised. A a stack of applications. Some say yes and some to which we say no, right? But anyways, they talk about Klaatuin and then they talk about Padnal Oven and then they talk about Roki Kem. Ooh, what a much better example that person is for freeing slaves and leading slaves. But hey, Klaatuin, approved. Karas,
1: approved. Yeah, and they all look when they're talking about Clatuing, they all look to Leia, like because hey. she just went there. Yeah, in and, the last
0: book, that's when we recap.
1: And part. and she's been, I think, Dorvan in his inner monologues is she's been a politician since she was fifteen years old or she whatever. She was
0: the president of the galaxy at one point. Yeah. she was a princess of her homeworld. She is a Jedi. She has always been proven to have the best interests of the galaxy at heart. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Freaky.
1: And she's like, no, I think
0: he's good. I met him. My husband <laughs> put a blaster to his face and I saw the real man. <laughs> she held he held her at held him at gunpoint yeah. and he's good. Yeah. So approved. Chapter seven. Moff Drickle Leckerson's estate. Coruscant. Just when we were thinking about him by proxy of naming all the other bad guys in the last <laughs> chapter, here he is. With a baddie bads meeting. No costumes, just uniforms and fancy dinner.
1: Yeah, and such a display. Populace, of, uh, yeah, extravagance. Uh, yeah, just yeah. Leckerson showing, look how powerful I am. Look at all the stuff I can afford.
0: Always, though. That's just, always the imperial way. Yeah. Like, guys like Old Gil, Pelion, were exception to the rule, where you go in his quarters and they're very plain and understated. Mm-hmm. Or, like, natural wood and, and art, right? Yeah. This is, like, marble slab floors. Fancy silverware. Inway gold. Yeah. And the, the uh, imported... Foods from all over the galaxy.
1: It's such a nice reflection of the Sith, too. Yeah, Leckerson's place in the Sith. Right.
0: It's it's just bad guy behavior, no matter what your religion is. You know, bad guys are so proud that they show off. Mm -hmm. Good guys are Jedi who don't even tell you their plans because they don't want to show off. Yeah. (laughs) Stuff like that. But here we are for this fancy dinner with Leckerson, Treen, Jackson, Thal, Bramson, Perova, the whole Shadow Game gang. Yeah. And two two of them were not there <laughs> at the at good the, guy meeting. At the, at the president of the galaxy meeting. Yeah. Two of them were not there, Leckerson and Bramson. The whole gang is here for this one. and they choose one of the new incoming senators to exploit. Mhm. One, Cameron Soldar of Benish. And they get real racist about Padna Lovin.
1: They really do. Holy. <laughs> 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 never going to
0: work with a dog type of language. Yeah, very empire. And then Leckerson admits to being the one who started Freedom Flight. Yeah. Sneaky little destabilizer. That's actually, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's a good, you know, uh, politically motivated move. And then it come to reveal it just, it grew out of control, right? It, He planted the seed, and then the thing became the wildfire that it became. Yep. That was such a backwards analogy. (laughs) But for real, he's like, "Uh, yeah, I just kind of got it started, and it went, kind of went crazy. So they chat, and they decide, this is who we're going to extort, (laughs) control, use as a puppet.
1: Yeah, because he saw some... But they don't say what for. Like... Yeah. uh, like uh, body language that looked like, oh, he's not entirely. He's, saw the he's got some self-serving to yes. him. So
0: let's let's use that. But to what end? We don't know. After dinner, the guests depart. Leckerson checks a paper note that was left in his bushes. <laughs> Old school. Yep. And it says, we have something to discuss. Blah, blah. Secret offer. Mm-hmm. Let's check the tapes. And he says, well, feel free to walk into the Rancor's lair. He calls himself the Rancor's Lair. This guy's gross. Yeah. <laughs> this is good bad guy writing. Like, I, he's disgusting. He, <laughs> his behavior, the way he talks, the way he thinks about himself, the way he thinks about other people, he's gross. It's just good. question is, who sent the note? Yeah. What is that?
1: It's written in block letters on a piece of
0: flimsy. Strange. Chapter 8. Aboard the Jade Shadow. Where Jaina speaks first. Yep.
1: How about that? Eight chapters. Jaina's here.
0: To be fair, nobody else has been in the book for eight chapters. Yeah. Seven and six were, Leia was there, but it was like, that was government. One, two, three, four, five was the Sith and Abeloth. So here come main characters from, you know, our usual stable. Mm-hmm. Jaina actually gets to talk first out of all the people. I can't believe it. Can you believe it? <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah. She doesn't say a whole lot. Also, she's not really there. She's just a hologram. <laughs> but maybe she's coming to take over the last few books like she did like Sea of the Forest. Huh? Maybe. <laughs> what do you think? What are the odds? Uh, no, I don't know. Not very good. Yeah. Jaina, you know, I'm going to break the conversation down for you really quickly. Jaina says, uh, where'd Abeloth and Sith go? Luke says, physics. And Vistara says, I'm not telling you where Kesh is. And then we talk about ship and print these words in the book. Ben had been his uncle Jason's apprentice. (laughs) I wrote that. Ow. Ow. you No. Wrong. Mm -hmm. And that was Luke thinking that. He's so old and tired, he's mixing up his family lines now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, obviously just a typo, oversight, but gross. Or, you know, sometimes in families you do that, right? Yeah. Given the time, not time difference, the age difference, Jason being like 30. Ben being 14, you might call that uncle so-and-so, but they never did. Yeah. And it was very explicitly cousin, 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 cousin forever and ever. But here he is, his uncle. He's now an <laughs> that's uncle. That's fine. It's just it's a fu- funny little typo. Anyways, I just blame it on Luke Skywalker being tired. He lingers for a moment on a thought of, why didn't ship like Jason? And then he decides that's not important. But why didn't ship like Jason? Because he wasn't a Sith, was what Ship was saying back at the time. Mm -hmm. But neither was Ben, but Ben was an apprentice. That's Raiden Ship's wheelhouse. And I think that's why. And he didn't like Lumaya, seemingly, either. Because they thought...
1: I guess they weren't...
0: Okay, go yeah. ahead.
1: They weren't learners. They thought they knew everything. And his ship's job is to teach, and that's why I think that's why he doesn't like working with Abloth.
0: I think did. that's part of it. He, well, he doesn't like Abloth for the reason I'm going to say too. I think, which is also why he didn't like Jason and Lumaya. They're not Sith. No, they might think they're Sith, not Abloth, but Lumaya and Jason, they might have taken that mantle, but it wasn't given them by a true Sith, according to what ship would expect, you know? Yeah. No. <laughs> so maybe that's why, or maybe because Jason wasn't all bad and maybe it was because Jason actually had good intentions. Maybe his intentions were, you know, Tony Stark put a suit of armor around the world. Yeah. Galaxy. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, but, and and I should be in control of it cause I'm the only one who makes good decisions. <laughs> but yeah ship didn't like him or care for him or get invested in him but he did ben and he did vistara and so the plan becomes let's try to find ship we can't track abel god knows where the sith are and she ain't going to tell us where they live but we have two people on this ship that have a connection with ship ben being the first one he connected with in millennia Yep, and Vist- Vistara being the first one he chose. I wonder if and that sorry, I was gonna say yeah. just the dichotomy of those two things, the duality of those these two kids. Yeah, being like a you know a light side kid who was lost in the dark and a dark side kid who who's creeping into the light. Yeah, interesting. I'm waving my hands around, <laughs> <laughs> make an energy ball over here. And he,
1: it's almost like with those two. He's trying to get them to whatever decision they they have to come to. I don't know what ship is, man. What is, what is ship? And maybe... So cool. Maybe the two of them together trying to get Sith might be enough ship? pull. Ship. ship. yeah. I've might be that. enough pull to get ship away from Abeloth. Maybe. Maybe. The two of them working together. But they do point out, like, yeah,
0: Abeloth is so terribly powerful that he hates being in control being controlled by her so let's find ship but at least we say the plan out loud Mm -hmm. that's cool that's pretty cool uh side note if we want to talk about u-turns from the end of the last book (laughs) ben and vastara are here yep they were supposed to be going back to coruscant to the jedi temple yeah that's where we left off
1: change of plans but
0: this is a good reason for them to stay yeah. This very special, unique connection that each one of them has with ship. They're the only people in the galaxy, as far as we know, that have made this psychic and emotional connection with ship. Mm-hmm. Abeloth is just dominating him, right? But ship wanted both of them. Yeah. It's very different. Very yeah. Different.
1: Looked for them, spoke to them because he wanted to.
0: But hey, they're definitely not going back to Coruscant. But we are as we cut to Jedi Temple Coruscant <laughs> where Natua Wan regretful of going Barvey. remember they had, what was their their whole crew name Barve and Natua Wan and 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 Valenhorn oh, yeah they were they were some kind of
1: cool squad yeah there. they had a, they had a, they did have a name for themselves uh, i think best
0: friend 5 even though there's only four of them could have went four anyways Natua Wan at the temple wishing she could help wishing she could do something to re- make up for all the trouble that she caused by getting brain controlled by Avalon. Yeah. Remember she was the one that Han and Leia chased. And then Jaina jumped out of the limo where she was making out with her boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jaina was the one that arrested her, took her in. Well, the two of one just wants to help. Good news. Coming in from the librarian, Jaina solo is called for you, pal. She wants you to research the sith and ship because apparently that hasn't been done yeah what yeah nobody's looked into that yet ship's been around for eight books
1: yeah sorry
0: we're on the eighth book of this one like 12 books Yeah, two three years long time yeah but now we should look into it mm-hmm. okay but it's a good way for natua wan to totally redeem herself yeah. Cause... Not at all have anything go wrong, <laughs> what could go wrong by constantly choosing these mind-bended young Jedi to take care of important things. Like Barve being in charge of Amelia.
1: But they weren't allowed to be part of the fleet.
0: No, thank God. Yeah. Don't give them invisible <laughs> ships <laughs> with nuclear weapons. <laughs> Research job. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. This will be fine. Right? Yeah. Find out next week when we cover Fate of the Jedi, Book 8, Ascension, Chapters 9 through 12. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Guaranteed crazy again. <laughs> yeah, what could go wrong? Guaranteed. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at Podcast at gmail.com. Forever Cannon Podcast is a Jay Blazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at jplazer. Check us out.